it seems like the majority of you are like me, that we weren't planning on doing this. I think Paul Goff was like one of the only ones I was like, yeah, uh, there was Paul Goff and like one other person. There's actually another British person too. So maybe it's the Brits that are into that. I don't know. But the rest of us, that's it, it wasn't the plan. The reason why I say this to everybody that's listening is because I truly believe that this is now the norm. I believe that we are being almost forced into entrepreneurship uh, because there's a certain type of life we all want to live and it's just not possible anymore the other way. If you've ever asked yourself how to stop trading all of your time for money, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets, where I'll be teaching you how to access the Wealth Code by creating solutions and value in today's ever-changing world so you can create unlimited wealth and fulfillment in all aspects of your lives. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets podcast. I'm your host, Greg Todd. We are continuing to celebrate National Business Month for Healthcare Professionals. Aren't y'all happy that we created this month? Hasn't this been amazing to hear from so many different people and so many different industries uh, do amazing things? And they all have this one thing in common. They're doing business, hence National Business Month. Uh, anyways, I know that today's podcast is not going to disappoint uh, because I have uh, two of my mentees, but they're not just mentees. Uh, these two guys are basically... I think I'm just going to say my little brothers. Is that cool? I, th I think I think at this point we have to say friends. I think it's like my little brothers, and uh, and I'm just really really proud of them. And I just want to bring them on and hopefully inspire you all to just think differently and understand the nature of what business is. So mm -hmm. Joseph Googie, Casey Coleman, the co-owners of Pre PT Grind. Um, thank you guys for being on the Wealth Code Secrets. Thank you for having us. Did it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So why don't we start with uh, just finding out a little bit about like, what's the business that you guys do? What do you do? Who do you serve? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So in short, um, one of our businesses that we first started uh, with you, with Greg, way back in 2017 is helping pre-PT students, pre-physical therapy students get into physical therapy school. Just like students have to get into med school, pharmacy school, nursing school, all of that, they have to get into physical therapy school as well, as many of you may know. So that was our first business officially started back in 2017, but we started the seeds of this back in 2014 on our campus in college and undergrad. Uh, at Andrews University. So that's the first business we started. Then after learning from Greg and learning from our students, paying attention to our audience, we found that they had other problems. So we started another business called Cash and Class University to solve that other problem that they had in terms of making money and the student debt to income ratio that we saw that they had coming out of physical therapy school or even being aware of before going into physical therapy school. So that's the recent business we started uh, in the last year or so. And it's off to a great start. So um, that's kind of our origin. You know, it's kind of interesting that you say that, Casey, because uh, in both cases, they said, okay, we started this business, uh, you know, called Pre-PT Grind uh, in 2017. But we were, the reason why we felt like this could be a business is because we were talking and having conversations with our audience and even things that we had gone through personally uh, to where we realized that this was a problem. So you guys, sometimes we make this business thing so complicated. At the end of the day, you're there to solve people's problems. And the only way you're going to know if the problems are real problems are if you're having conversations with the people that you want to potentially solve problems for. Okay. So from what I'm hearing, they didn't like start to investigate if this is a problem for like a month. They didn't do this for six weeks or eight weeks. Casey said they did this since 2014 and at least started, you know, actively trying to figure out, hey, wait a minute. Like, I had a problem. I think, um, I think Casey um, had a problem or didn't get into PT school his first year. He's like, okay, was that just me? Was that other people as well? And then realized, wow, there's other people that are struggling with this. And, uh, and they said, you know, we're going to start, you know, helping those people. All right. So, Joseph, I'm going to ask you this. And by the way, as uh, for those of you that are listening on the podcast, uh, it's 
it's it's a partnership. And I'm going to ask you guys something about partnership. We have to talk about <laughs> you guys are the first group that is a partner being uh, on here for National Business Month. So, so Joseph, I, you've been talking to people and at least kind of seeding it since 2014. The business didn't start until 2017. Correct. During that process of you all asking people, do you have this problem? And then you deciding, hey, you know something? Okay, the problem is there. Okay, this is legit. Mm -hmm. What made you make the decision to not just help people at Andrews, but also to help people like online? And 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 what was kind of the 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 thought process behind that? Um, truthfully, uh, that was never the plan. The plan was never to go online. The plan was never to uh, serve more students um, in other states or country. You know, um, you know. Uh, other schools or whatnot. Um, what really happened was basically I was finishing up my last year of PT school, or I was I was actually starting my last year of PT school. And um, the question we were asking was, is there someone that we can basically pass this on to on campus? Um, that, that was the first idea. Um, we quickly realized that what would happen is that over time, it would land in the wrong hands or somebody would push it to the side. And this idea that um, had been really cool for three years, had helped a lot of students on our campus would basically disappear. So um, fall of 2016 is when uh, I saw Casey doing some stuff online. He introduced me to you. And in that process, uh, Casey is the one that planted the idea. Um, well, he presented the idea of what if we used what we've been doing and did something with it virtually. And so um, that's really where it started. I truthfully had never thought of it up until that moment. And that's when uh, I entered into your world via Casey and uh, lo and behold, pre-PT grind. Wow. So crazy. You know, I think about uh, many of you that are listening to this and you're like, man, uh, I, I want everything to just make sense before I start. Like, like, like I want all the pieces. I want have this piece of the puzzle, this piece, this piece. And then once I know where everything's going to go, then I'll actually start. And I think of when Casey started in my world is in 2016, it was the fall of 2016. Uh, and uh, he was learning different skills that he wasn't necessarily learning in school. And he quickly realized that, wait a minute, I think actually Casey started a blog, if I remember you know, correctly. I think that's one of the things that he started back then, right? And, and, and then he started to realize, wait a minute, we're also serving these people. I wonder if we can do this online and whatnot. I guess the big point that I want to just kind of convey to you guys through the first question we asked these guys is that it's it's not in your best interest to wait until all the pieces are together in order for you to start. What you got to do is you got to start. And then when you start, you start to see things that you weren't seeing before. Okay. You start to see a lot of things that you weren't seeing before. So now with that said, 2017, you guys start this business. It's official. 2016 is when Casey, you're now learning about business. You guys have been in business now for close to five years, right? Yeah, five years. So I would like for you guys to just go back and forth. Whoever wants to start is fine. Uh, tell me some valuable tips, lessons that you've learned throughout this journey of being in business. Oh, wow. Um, I'll shoot one and then I'm sure we'll go back and forth. Um, one huge one that I've learned is, and this came up when we were being asked about competition and um, other people that might be in the same space. But um, one of the best things that we've at least learned over the years is that um, the more you focus on the people that you're trying to serve, um, the better everything becomes, right? And uh, most of the times when you're in business, you're focusing so much on your competition that you're trying to emulate or uh, compete with or one up the other businesses as opposed to creating what's in the best interest of um, your potential clients or your audience. And the reason why I say that is because I remember one time, it was about two years ago, uh, where a student um, was on a call trying to, you know, seeing if they qualified for our program. And on that call, um, this student at the end said, okay, so what makes you different from other programs? And I, I, I was honest with her. I said, truthfully, I have no idea. <laughs> And what I said to her, though, was I have no idea because I haven't spent time seeing what other people do. Uh, what we have done, though, is paid attention to you guys. And so the problems that you just stated to me, A, B, C, and D, that's what we help you do. And if that's worth it to you, then boom, let's go. Uh, and so that was the moment that I realized, wow, we really don't. I mean, we know what's out there, but we're not spending time studying our competition so that we can emulate or one up them. We're so grossly invested in. Uh, the people we're trying to serve, hearing their problems, asking them questions, 
and then creating solutions via that. And that's what allowed it's really allowed us to be creative. <laughs> like we've been able to come up with stuff that we had not seen before um, in this space. And so um, that's the first thing I'll tell you. So uh, I'm sure more will come up. Case, what are your thoughts? Yeah, just to add on to what you just said, um, one thing I learned, I don't know when it was, but with comparison, uh, you have to take their entire journey. You have to take their entire life and compare that. You can't just take their wins and be like, oh, Greg makes 25 million, 50 million, 100 million. Oh, it must be nice. Well, do you really want to go through what Greg went through to get to 100 million? Ah, I don't I don't really know. And once I figured that out, I was like, oh, I became a lot more humbled. I saw their wins in a different light. I understood what they had to do to get there. And I think that was a big thing for me that turned it. Uh, then the other thing I'll just add uh, for me was consistency. Uh, a lot of people fear that and they think they have to do like they have to bust their butt every day, every hour, every second, but it's not necessarily consistency over every second of the day. It's consistency over a year, two years, three years. And if you have to take some breaks for a day or two in there, that's fine. But the real test is, can you be consistent over 18 months, two years, five years, 10 years? And that's the real win. Oh gosh. So, so many good things here so far. Uh, let's talk about the first thing that Joseph said. Uh, and that is really channeling your focus. Like we, like we only have a certain amount of energy. We only have a certain amount of time. And if all of your focus is on your competition, well, look, that's fine. And, but none, none of your focus is on the people that are actually paying you. Like, I just remember this. My competition doesn't pay me. My competition doesn't pay me. My customers pay me. And I need to just focus on my customers. Uh, and you only have a certain amount of energy. So just be mindful of that. I think that's the first thing. Um, I'm, I'm not going to take credit for this. This is actually something that Aaron LeBauer said on uh, the uh, on his podcast, you know, when we did an interview earlier this week. And he said, don't compare my year 23 to your year one. Okay. And, and I think that's that's so huge, Casey, based off of what you said. It's like, you don't know what I've gone through. And... Um, and you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll even take this a step further. Um, you know, you know, I'm a big Elon Musk. I, I just like the toys he makes. I like the rocket ships and I like the cars. Okay. Uh, but it's crazy because Elon Musk broke down when the SpaceX rocket ship gets into orbit, 95% of the fuel is used in the first seven minutes. The rest of it is basically not used. Um, or it's used eventually, but very little to no fuels used in orbit, right? But it takes all that hard work to get off of the ground. So what happens is that we start playing these comparison games, you guys, and you're in the beginning of stages where you're going to be putting a lot of energy and a lot of effort to get very little results. Whereas someone that's already in orbit is not having to expend that much amount of energy and you're comparing two totally different things. So I absolutely love um, those answers that you guys gave. Okay, so let me ask you this. For both of you, I want you all to answer this separately. When you were in PT school, was your plan to be in business? No, never. <laughs> Not at, Well, my last year after we had been introduced to you. But prior to that, um, absolutely not. Um, I I wanted to actually be a clinic director. That was my dream. How long did you think that was going to take you? I thought it was going to take me 10 years because that's what they told me. 10 years because because that's what they told you. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. What did you think? Did, were you even thinking money? Were you thinking like what I could make as a clinic director? Honestly, um, I never thought 100K. Uh, I think my dream at that time was probably like 90K. Um, I was like, okay. if I can make $90,000 a year, I'd be good. Okay. So $90,000 a year by year 10, clinic director, that was it. It wasn't business. Okay. Casey, how about you? Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. If I was like, if I can just get into physical therapy school, my life would be set. All the train tracks are laid. Everything's out there. I just got to pass this, pass that. Boom, I'll get a job and I can coast the rest of my life, probably making 75 to 80K. Okay. So, it, okay. <laughs> wow. Well, the only difference with you guys and me, I think we thought the same thing. I had no intentions to go into business. I thought, you know, my 10-year goal is 50. That, I mean, that, I mean, that was mine. 39.5, 4% every single year. By year 10, I would be at 
So that was my goal. All right. So why are you guys in business? Why, like, why did you choose it? Honestly, um, it was just exposure to the realities of what it looked like to work as a staff PT. Um, and so I think part of it was being exposed to you. I think another part was after being exposed, it's kind of like putting on glasses. Like once you have the glasses on, you have so much clarity with everything else. And I, I believe I told you this, uh, when I was on my last rotation, um, I remember having a conversation with my last clinical instructor who was very frustrated with his career. Um, he was 30, right. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, he basically said that. Um, I was ruining my career in trying to do this whole pre-PT grind thing. I was trying to help these pre-PTs that were um, shadowing where I was doing my rotation. I was ruining their careers. Uh, but more importantly, I was watching how he lived his life. And he was 32 years in and frustrated with the career. Uh, and I was like, mm, I, I mean, if you're the guy trying to give me advice, I don't know if I want what you have. And um, he basically lived out the standard working career, um, doing what you do over 32 years, but uh, did not feel like it was worth it financially, felt very limited, felt very stuck. And so I feel like being exposed to business, or at least what you were teaching us, gave me this like 3D perspective where I was like, wait a minute, like I don't want that. And so I feel like that was when it really was solidified that whatever I have to do to not become that, I'm going to do it. And if it's this path of business, uh, then so be it. Now, back then, I thought I understood the game. I knew nothing. I just, it was just straight belief and excitement and hype. Like, we didn't know, like, we didn't know a thing. But what we knew is that um, we just did not want that to be our, our reality. And I came to realize that that was the reality of um, a lot of different clinicians who just feel stuck and uh, don't feel like they have a path because they'll try to get a raise, can't get it. They'll try to get a different job, doesn't pay them more. They'll try to get hired somebody else. They can't negotiate high enough um, and they just feel stuck and they blame the government. They blame everything else. And uh, I was like, I don't want that. So uh, whatever else I got to do to be free, sign me up. Wow. Mm. Okay. I'm going to say something before we go into Casey, because I want to hear Casey say, you guys in life, this is what I have come to realize for me with my marriage, with me being in business, not thinking I was going to be in business uh, with my health, with so many different things. What I realized is that you got to know what you want. I mean, I'm like, like, like what, like when I'm thinking of what made me do this, what made me go into business when I said I was going to go into business? Why am I now on year 21 going into year 22 of marriage when I like, wasn't necessarily like the whole game plan. What I realized is this, is that in life, you got to figure out what it is that you want and you got to figure out what it is that you don't want. And what you just told me is you were in that internship with a 32 year clinician and he wasn't emulating happiness. He didn't seem like he was fulfilled. So you're just looking and you're like, wait a minute, is that, I don't want that. I don't want that. Okay, so I can't do that. Wow. And then you see other people that are like, wow, they're like 19 or 18 years in the game. This dude is happy. This is waking up like, 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 like he's young like me. And what? And then he's like, okay, I want that. Well, what is he doing? And what is he doing? Whatever he's doing, I'm gonna do the opposite. Whatever he's doing, I want to do more of that. And I just think it's really important, you guys, that. We figure out what it is that we want. But, but, but by the way, you can't do that if you don't know what you want. And this is where exploring is really important. This is why inter so people are like, why do we have to do internships? You do internships not to learn the skills. That's what they, that, 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 see, that's what they're telling y'all. That's the reason you're doing internships to figure out what the heck you want. So if I'm in an internship, by the way, students, if you're listening to this right now, if I'm in an internship and I'm looking at the therapist, and they are miserable, that's telling me, I don't want that. That internship alone was worth the couple grand that you had to pay for the internship. It's worth it. It's maybe not worth it for the skills. You can learn that in a weekend. But it's worth it for figuring out, wow, I don't want to have to live that life. Conversely, if somebody's got what you want, it'd be in your best interest to pay for an internship with them. And figure out, wait a minute, how can I get that? Food for thought. Okay, Casey, go ahead. 
Yeah, I, I didn't want to go into business. I was like, I don't even want to be on camera. But after my first year in physical therapy school, I just I was I was on YouTube. And now I know that you found me through all the algorithms and all the stuff. And I just felt like I was taking the red pill from the Matrix, you know, when they're like the blue pill and red pill. And I took the red pill and I was like, just binge watching your videos. And I was like, well, I have to do something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it'll look like, if it'll be my own clinic or pre-PT grind or what, but I'm going to take this red pill, listen to what this guy is saying, and just act on it and find some opportunity. And that opportunity happened to be this. So I just went down that path, went down that road, and combined with what Joseph was doing, I saw an opportunity and I tried to take it on. And I just felt like I couldn't fail. I was like, from what I learned from Greg, from my parents, from the support system behind me, from not really a lot of negative, uh, negative self-talk, uh, from what I've been through in the past, I was like, it's it's game over. Whether this blows up and becomes a million dollars or five dollars, shoot, I'm going to act on it and take this opportunity. So um, I think that was the starting point when I found you on YouTube and just taking every step of the way uh, that I fell into or grew into uh, business along the way. So, yeah, of, of, of the I think we've done probably about 10 to 12 podcasts now. I, I don't know the exact number, but I think it's especially in the last week of National Business Month, we're going to be doing podcasts every single day because we've done quite a few. And 90% of you, th there was no like intentions to ever go into business. And, uh, and I say that because th that's a, your answers are different because we all have different stories, right? Joseph, you had a different answer than, than Casey, but it seems like the majority of you are like me, that we weren't planning on doing this. I think Paul Goff, was like one of the only ones I was like, yeah, uh, there was Paul Goff and like one other person. It was actually another British person too. So maybe it's the Brits that are into that. I don't know. But the rest of us, that's it, it wasn't the plan. And the reason why I say this to everybody that's listening is because I truly believe that this is now the norm. I believe that we are being almost forced into entrepreneurship. Uh, because there's a certain type of life we all want to live and it's just not possible anymore the other way. It's, it's very, very, very rare, just rare occasions where it is. And I believe that whether you like it or not, whether you're born into it or not, whether you have the DNA to be an entrepreneur or not, uh, for those of you that want to have a life where you're answering to yourself, to where you have the ability for you to be able to grow and ascend you have the ability to be able to be unique in the way that you solve problems. You want to be able to manage that with growing either your family or your friendships. You want to be able to take care of yourself. I don't think you have a choice. I think you're just, you're going to be just like these guys. You're going to have a different story, but it's going to be very, you know, similar. And so I think that's where everything's changing now in business. All right. Um, other tips, other tips that you guys want to give us, you know, why don't you guys give us a struggle? One one of the biggest struggles that you've gone through because I don't want to make this this month all about business being perfect. You know, tell us each a struggle that you've kind of gone through, and then I want to ask you some questions about uh, your partnership. So, who wants to start first? Struggle a business struggle. I got you. Well, so so I would say that my business struggles have also been combined with my mental struggles because um, I think that's been my hardest battle. Um, so I think for me it was more identity. Um, and so I, and, and I believe I shared this with you, Greg, at some point, but um, I struggled with the idea simply because I had never intended on being a physical therapist and this perspective that uh, growing up, you become, you go to school to become said career, what, which for us was physical therapy, right? So you have to now, in order to make it worth it to have paid all that money for school, you have to now practice as a nine to five clinician for the rest of your career. Otherwise you're wasting money, right? So it's just I'm learning a lot of those beliefs. And so I remember the first time I actually stepped away from treating full time and um, having just the internal battle of feeling like, you know, not just not someone that people would even want to serve them. Right. It's just this like these battles and 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 not feeling uh, good enough. And I and I saw that affecting how I operated in business, because I think uh, one of the biggest mindset shifts that's taken place, at least even in the last year, is understanding that um, everything is a tool. Right. So your ability to communicate is a tool, um, your ability to 
perform physical therapy or at least help people through physical therapy, that's a tool. Your ability to uh, start and grow a business, that's a tool, right? And you're using those tools as needed. And I think that for me was probably the biggest struggle is just the internal battle of uh, just the imposter syndrome, feeling like, man, I have to be this. Um, and also the battle of um, with our first business, um, helping pre-physical therapy students get into PT school. I felt like um, I could not be the person that could serve them if I was not 100% living the idea, you know, the ideal career they had envisioned. Remember, I once had that same vision, but it had changed. And so, so if I was not working nine to five, then I could no longer be the standard because I was not being the thing that, that at that time they perceived to be their dream. And so it was just this whole thing of like, man, like now I'm a fraud and all, it was so many things and, I, and, and it sabotaged my ability to be at a hundred percent as a, um, as a, someone who serves people. Um, and so I would say that every, anytime I've had a dip or a struggle, it's always been associated with my perspective. Um, uh, not necessarily comparison or anything like that. I think it was just more so how I thought other people would perceive my ability to serve them uh, because of how I was living my life at that time. So um, I can obviously go deeper into that, but that's huge because then you you basically stifle your ability to be the person people need you to be. And in business, you basically have to be serving left and right. You have to be seeking opportunities to give, 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 give. And I realized that my cup was absolutely empty because of those perceptions. So that would be my biggest struggle. Uh, do you mind if we dive into this a little bit more? Because I don't, I don't I mind at all. Probably, this is probably most people's uh, kryptonite. Uh, I, I don't think this is unique to just you. Your story is unique to you, but what people are dealing with. So I guess my follow-up question is, how are you overcoming that? Like, how are you over, how are you dealing with that right now? That's a really good question. Um, how am I dealing with that? So, okay. Okay. We get in personal. Let's, let's go for it. So, um, the, what I realized at eventually was the fact that, and I've told this to my wife, um, but my, my wife was formerly a school psychologist. She, uh, resigned from that career and now has her own business. Um, and I realized that the, the time that I had stepped away when I was battling this internal thing, she was still working full time as a school psychologist. Uh, and I saw just kind of the the struggle of waking up, being out of the house before seven, that 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 whole ordeal. And so now I'm at home trying to do this whole entrepreneurship thing, not doing full time and just kind of battling that. And so one of the things that actually helped was um, like us actually talking about it and, and us actually like. Like for me, like I like hearing things like I'll assume stuff. So I'll assume that's, you know, I'm basically letting somebody down or whatnot. And so uh, when I'm being told like the reality, like reality grounds me. And that's why, you know, Casey and I work so well, because Casey's very grounded. My wife is very grounded. So um, having those conversations really, really helped us realize, no, 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 this is important. <laughs> like like what, what you're doing is you're allowing us to create certain opportunities, which eventually led her to um, step away from her job and now pursue her own business. But um, but those conversations were one of the first steps, at least for me, uh, being able to deal with it because I felt guilty, uh, guilty as, um, as a husband, uh, guilty as a business coach or a mentor, business, uh, uh, guilty as a business partner, because there was times that I, and I, I've never always told Casey, but there, there were times I felt like I was letting the business down because I was not being this thing, right? Um, and so, so for me, the best way has just been through conversations with the people that mattered um, and basically exposing the reality of the situation and only listening to people that um, were moving in the same direction. So I didn't call my family or anything like that because I knew that wouldn't help. Uh, but, but, but I spoke to the people that actually mattered and um, in those conversations felt like, okay, we're good. Like, like we're doing what's in everybody's best interest. And that allowed me to now show up as, as me at a hundred percent. Wow. Hmm. Can I say a few things? Is that all right? Can I say some stuff? Going right ahead. Going right ahead. I, I think I'm 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 gonna hit the first the last thing that you just said. Uh, I want everybody that's listening to this podcast to understand this. You're most well equipped to help the person you used to be. Like that's who you're the best person to equip. So if you're helping people get into physical therapy school and you have been, and you've gotten into PT school, 
they're not looking for you to necessarily be the physical therapist per se. They right now, their problem is I need to get into school. And there was a time in your life where you were at that point where you were trying to get into school. And that's who you need to be for those people. It's the person that you used to be. It's no different than what I am to you guys. Where you're at right now, I don't have to be talking to pre-PTs every day in order to resonate with you guys. I need to be where you were. And that's what qualifies me to work with you. It's who you used to be. Okay, I think that's the first thing. The second thing is this whole idea of um, the only way school is going to be worth it is if I go after school, I actually do the thing that I went to school for in the way that they wanted me to do it. Now, let's just use some, just let, let's just be logical here, y'all, okay? In order to make a career worth it, you have to be able to make the money back to what you put into the investment. Whether that is real estate, whether that is crypto, whether that is your career, I mean, the biggest investment is investing in yourself. So in order for it to be worth it, it's got to somehow through the opportunities, through the, maybe it's the skills, the, the skills, the opportunity, the people that you meet, as long as all those things together combined give you the ability to serve the world in a way where you can eventually pay off the investment for that, it is worth it. It has nothing to do with, oh, wow, I went to go learn this in this way. And then that means I have to go do this in this way. Like when, when I'm part of masterminds, right? When you're part of masterminds, you're like, you're learning things. But I don't know who I'm going to meet there, but that's where it becomes worth it. I meet someone and that someone ends up bringing massive value to my life. And then they end up bringing value to my client's life. But I wasn't like, you know what? I'm not going to meet anybody. I'm here at this mastermind event. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to learn. And what I learned, I'm going to go and I'm going to implement. And if it doesn't work in this way, then it wasn't worth it. You guys see how silly that sounds? That's how we're taking it with school as well. School is supposed to be not just the skills that we acquire, not just the knowledge that we get, but the relationships that we have, the trials that we're able to overcome, um, the different people that we are able to meet. I look at Andrews University. I'm just, I'm just taking you guys, right? Joseph, I think the fact that you spent how much money to go to Andrews? Do you know? Do you know it off the top of your head? Oh, oh, wow. Um, I know how much it costs in general. Uh, I think it's over 100K, though. 100K. Okay, so let's do that. That was a great investment. You want to know why? Because at Andrews University, you met Casey Coleman. Today, would you say if I, if you, knowing who Casey is, Casey, you know who Joseph is, and now that you all have a business mindset, would you say that it was worth $100,000 for you all to meet each other and that you all have each both made well over $100,000 because of the other person? Exactly. So was Andrews University worth it just for that one thing? Now, did you all, did you meet Eliana there? Yep. <laughs> Let's just say you didn't meet Casey. And you only met Eliana. Oh, of course. I'd be listening to the podcast, so you already know what your answer better be, boy. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you got you guys. Are you guys looking at this a little bit, you know, differently? I I I think this is. We're turning this into a coaching session, I guess. But no, seriously, like this, I think is really important because I, Joseph, so many people struggle with this. This is such a huge struggle, of oh my gosh, like. I need, to, I need to make school worth it. And the only way I can make it worth it is if I go do it in the exact way that they want me to do it in. Instead of looking at it as those, no, it's the people, it's the relationships, it's the skills, it's the experiences, it's the, 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 the obstacles, the trials. All those things have built me into a person to where I'm, yeah, yeah, that was worth $100,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was worth $250,000, right? 
Okay, there you go. Casey, go for it. Yeah, I think my biggest business struggle uh, was resentment of the audience. So I remember the first time we were uh, offering something and we had, I don't know, 2,000, 3,000 people in our Facebook group. We offered it and it was only 10 people who bought. Later on, we offered something else. We tried something different. It was five people who bought. And I was like, how dare you? Only five people buy this. You don't know how much I paid for this. You don't know how much I paid Greg. You don't know this and that. And it was just like, so it was like a stab in the heart. So I was like, how dare you? like, quote unquote, disrespect all this effort we put into you expecting or feeling like the audience owed me something uh, for just giving them what I learned and giving them value. And I think now, which might be another problem, uh, I kind of steer to the opposite side. And if I get any whiff of like, oh, no, I don't. I'm like, oh, it's it's, it's fine. It's, it's OK. Come back when you're ready. This, this and that. Uh, so I think when I first started, it was definitely the resentment. I was like, how, uh, it was horrible. It was horrible. And now probably my biggest problem now is the other side um, of not trying to push too much when maybe I should. So, yeah. Okay. So, so let's, so let's talk about that transition. How did you go from being so resentful to where you're giving people all this content, all this amazing information, and, and you're, you're saying you don't have to invest in me but now as a couple of times a year, you're having an offer and you feel like, geez, you know, why, why are you doing this to me here? Right. To now being at the point where you're like, okay, like, I don't even feel that way anymore. Like what made you overcome that? Or like what helped in the transition? Yeah. I think looking at my own customer behaviors uh, and taking the blame off myself or ourself. Uh, for people not wanting what we have. So if I look at a car, for example, I can appreciate the car, but not necessarily want to buy it. I can appreciate, um, you know, somebody's effort in this, but not necessarily need it right now. Or maybe I'll have them in my mind like, oh, that is great. When I get to blank part in my life, I'm going to be the first uh, person you go to or something like that. So putting the mirror on myself, uh, doing some self-reflection, I think helped me a lot and say, well, how am I even as a customer? What are my own reactions when I scroll? What are my own reactions when I think about swiping my card? And I think that puts some, I guess, ownership back on me to say, they're just like you, Casey. What do you mean? Why are you so resentful? Why are you? They're just doing the same thing you kind of do. So I think turning that mirror on myself kind of helped me make that switch from saying, how dare you to say, hey, I understand. I'll be here when you're ready. This is for you. Take it, leave it as you wish. And I hope you get value from it. So I think that helped a lot. Wow. That's huge. You guys, uh, in life, you get who you are. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that I'm, funny? A much, I'm a much better customer now. I can tell you yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it, bro, it's, 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 it's huge uh, in just understanding that uh, look at your behavior. And there are certain times where, like you guys know, I'm kind of like, I just throw out the credit here, take, put on a credit card, baby. I'm ready to go. And, but I think my energy, when I'm asking people to invest in me, like I will, I will deliver that energy as well. I'm like, look, just like do it, you know? But then there's also times where I'm like, especially when it's something that I really don't want, eh, like, you know, eh, eh, right. And so Casey, that's really mature. That's a very mature answer. And that, People can be interested, you guys, but that doesn't mean they have to buy. They don't have to buy. And we have to understand that there's so many different levels of potential buyers. There's those that are just kind of on window shopping. There's those that are like, hey, let me come in the store. Let me look around. But just because they come to the store and they look around, they don't have to go buy something. And then there's some that's like, you know what? I'm going to go try this on. And they could try it on and put all their dirty germs all over it. And they'd be like, here, you know, here it is. By the way, I used to work at a, I used to work at a men, men's, you know, clothing store. And this is literally what happened. Yeah. People that would walk by and they're like, I'm not interested. Yeah. People that would come in, they would like go right to the beginning of the door and be like, no, nah, I'm good. And then there'd be some people that would that come in and all they're doing is they go right over to where the $10 t-shirts were. And then they go and they try on four t-shirts and they leave them all in the dressing room and then they leave. And then you have some people that they'd come in and they would Try, like try on like four t-shirts, stay there for an hour and buy one, you know, $10 t-shirt. Then you have some people that come in, they buy the dress shirts, but they have to try on like 20 of them just to buy one. Then you had some people that come in just be like, Hey, I'm a 16 neck 34, 35. Can you give me 10 of them? They'd ask no questions. 
I'm a 32, 31 inseam. Can you give me 10 of those? And their bill would be $1,000. You, you want to try any of them on? No, nah, I'm good. I've been here before. You guys, there's so many different types of buyers. This is the reason why it's very important for you to have massive exposure because you've got to understand and respect all the different types of people out there. But there are certain people that are like that person where they just want the thing and then that's it. There's also a lot of people that they come into your place and they're like, wow, I didn't know you had this here. Okay, I'm going to buy one thing. Let me tr you know, try it out. And if I like it, I'm going to come back over and over and over again. Uh, Casey, that's really awesome that you have that understanding of it. And now it doesn't have to lead to resentment. You guys, sometimes you just have to be more educated and not as ignorant so that you can let those negative emotions go away. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, gosh, guys, this has been fun. This has been really cool. Uh, so let's see what else I want to ask you guys. I want to ask you about partnerships. I want to ask about, you know, partnership. Can you all tell me one of the biggest perks of being partners and tell us one of the biggest um, the, you guys have seen a lot of partnerships fail, right? Whether it's in the in the Smart Success PT, Smart Success Healthcare Group, businesses outside of our community, you've seen them fail as well. So, can you guys give us some sage some sage wisdom? What is one of the perks of your partnership? Uh, why do you think partnerships succeed, and then why do you think partnerships fail? From what you all have seen. Wow, that's a good question. Um, so perks perks of partnership um is if you have well i'll just say this to preface um i always say that casey and i got lucky <laughs> uh you know i think for, for for us obviously it was it was initially grounded in the project that we had on our campus and just how things worked out with you know obviously learning about ugt and whatnot but um in hindsight we we got very very lucky because now in understanding partnerships um the perks of at least our partnership is just how different we are um but how locked in we are on the same goal um so uh, i can remember a conversation we had back in 2017 where we were just talking about like what like man we were babies in this game but we 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 were dreaming right and you know i remember us talking about the fact you know we're like well like how long do we want to do this for and uh, we both agree that we wanted to do this indefinitely, right? So we did not give ourselves a deadline. We didn't give ourselves one year or whatnot. We were talking about things we were going to take over in the PT profession. We ain't going to say nothing yet because, you know, we still trying to do that. Uh, but nonetheless, we wanted to go to the same place, but we were also very, very different. Um, our personalities are different. Uh, Casey is a tank. Like he'll, he just goes, 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 goes. I, um, Casey's also a lot more like, just kind of grounded, which balances out. I'm more like emotional. So it's like, I have like, like hype energy is, so it just kind of goes up and down. And so it's just, the, the balance is phenomenal. Uh, and it allows us to attract different groups of students um, and uh, also operate a business that allows us to also dream big, but also execute at a ridiculous level. So um, those are the perks uh, is just like how different we are, but also how like-minded we are and where we're trying to go and just the ability to balance those out. And somebody asked us this probably like two years ago, two or three years ago, um, like how we split our time. And I, I really don't think Casey and I have ever had the conversation of, all right, you do this many hours of this a week. I do this many hours this week. We've never done that. Like we just, it's, it's like a dance. Like you just, you, you just know. <laughs> and so uh, we communicate a lot, but we've learned each other's strengths and weaknesses and we just play to them and um, it's worked out well and it will continue to do so. Um, and so I think those are the good qualities in any partnership. It's just don't go into a partnership because you're scared of making the leap. And I think that's where we've seen partnerships fail is um, people who make the leap but they're just scared. So they're like, if I have a partner, then I'll feel better about going into business. And if you go in, but you don't have the same goal, you are very similar in personalities. You don't have you know, the ability to balance each other out. You're not leveraging each other. Like I always, you know, like things like time, right? So Casey might have a different amount of time than me, or he might have, you know, he, like resources. He might have different resources than I do. And so you you have to have the ability to leverage each other and if you're both having the same exact resource the same amount of time the same everything the same energy then you're just splitting money for no reason right and so um that's where the worst partnerships come from is just not having that level of intentionality and it's just out of fear if it's if it's out of fear 
chances are you might have ended up in the wrong partnership. Uh, but if it's out of intention and knowing, hey, we're trying to go far. And in going far, we understand how different we are. I have someone that can, can cover up my weaknesses and I can cover up theirs, right? And we can basically serve each other while we serve whoever our audience is. So um, that's what I would say. Casey, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, um, hopefully this, well, this answer just adds on to what you were saying. So hopefully I'm thinking about this the right way. If not, this might turn into a different coaching session uh, with you, Greg. But yes, we are in a partnership. Yes, it's all on the legal paper. But to me, it's like, I'm just a part of the business. If something needs to be done, if there's something that has to happen, hey, pick it up and, and do it, right? If if there's a hole in marketing that I find, shoot, I'm going to fill it. If there, if I have time on the weekend, like Joseph was saying, and his schedule is different, I'm going to do it for the business, not necessarily because, oh, it's a partnership and I have to do this and I have to do this. I'm like, we have a business together. This has to run. It's a machine. Where can I fix problems in this machine? Where can I fix holes in this machine? What can I do to help this business run better? And because of that, the business will grow. And because of that, you know, our partnership will grow as well. The funds will grow. Uh, the people we serve will grow as well. So yes, in the back of my mind, I do know it's a partnership, but at the forefront of my mind, I'm like, this is pre-VT grind. It's it's what I have to do. Like, what do you, what, what do you mean? Um, you know, somebody has to do this and somebody has to do that. Like, no, I will do whatever. If I need to do sales calls on Sunday, I'm doing sales calls on Sunday. If I need to look on financial spreadsheets, I'll do that. If I need to dance and embarrass myself on TikTok and Instagram, I'm going to do it. So I think maybe that helps. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but that's how I've been viewing this business thing for the past, I don't know, maybe a year into it. I was like, yeah, it's a partnership, but it's a business first. And I'm just a part of the business. If that I, I, I think, well, first of all, you guys, absolutely wonderful answers. Uh, and I've even just gained so much insight from listening you know, to you guys. I do think just that it has a lot to do with your core values. I think you guys have the same core values. And the core values is that I'm here for the mothership. The mothership is pre-PT grind, right? Here, I'm going to give you a perfect example. So I, I did a podcast uh, that we recorded today. And it was one of our students in the platinum community. And he talked about his business very much like Dwayne Wade. He's Dwayne Wade working for the heat organization. Okay. And so when you're D Wade here, you know what? I'll, I'll use, I'll use an LA thing because Joseph is on when you're let's use LeBron, you know, let's use Kobe. Let's, let's actually use, uh, you know, Kobe. There are certain times in Kobe's career, he had to partner with Shaq. And, but what Kobe did during that time is there would be certain games where he had to drop 40 or 50. Later on in his career, when he went through that next wave of winning his championships with like Gasol and, and Meta World Peace and those guys and whatnot, he started like, like he knew he had to do different things. Like he had to start out the game, like distributing the ball. But at the end of the day, he was doing that because he was working for the L.A. Lakers organization. OK, there were certain games where he had to drop 81. There was also certain games that he had to have 15 to 20 assists. There are certain games that it was the game that he needed to rebound. There were certain games where it was a game that he needed to just scold and just ream into his teammates. There was times during his Achilles injury where. He couldn't physically be on the floor, but he was mentally in their heads coaching them because that's what he could do at that time. He was basically willing to do whatever it took to serve the LA Lakers organization. And I think the way you guys are looking at your business is very similar. The way that you said, it, uh, you know, Casey said, look, whatever I need to do, that's what I need to do. And I think that's the way that your business is just structured. It's like, oh, wow, if Casey goes down and Joseph needs to go and take over TikTok stuff, he's just going to have to do it. You know, if if um, Joseph can't, you know, do speaking for, you know, a masterclass, well, then Casey's just going to have to do it. I'll do whatever needs to get done. And I think that's the culture of your company that you guys have created. And I think why your partnership has worked so well is because you both embody that culture. So for those of you listening, you, you, you might have a partnership, you might not. But I would say everybody has a partnership, okay? You have a partnership with 
either your employees, you have a partnership with your partner, you have a partnership with your customers, and you'll find that the customers that are your lifers are the ones that believe in your core values. Your core values are what it is on how you operate, how you act. And so I just love, I just love what you guys have said. It's been so amazing. All right. Where can people find you guys? Can you tell them where they can find you? Um, yeah, everything pre-PT Grind uh, or Cash and Class University, website pre-PT Grind slash home, uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, all the stuff. You guys know how to work the internet. You can find us there. And um, yeah, I appreciate uh, you having us on. Awesome. Awesome. Joseph, do you have any parting comments before we leave? So, look, you got people out there right now that are, you know, wanting to be able to make an impact in whatever field they're in, right? Um, but they, they their their mind is blocked right now with, I don't know how to make more of an impact than what I'm doing right now, doing it in the way that I was taught. What, what would you say to somebody that struggles? Yeah. You know, I would say that, um, it's easy when you listen to the people themselves. Um, I think when you listen to yourself a lot, um, you'll end up deceiving yourself and you'll tell yourself that, um, it's not going to work out for you or whatever narratives we tell ourselves, but um, life becomes really easy, at least in business, when you just listen to the people you're trying to serve and they, it's like a cheat code. It's, it's wild. It's like, it's like a physical therapy eval. Like it's the same thing. Like you're, you're literally sitting there, just let them talk and they will tell you exactly what they need. And your job is just to deliver. And I think it's also realizing that um, you're just the, the highest level of a servant, right? And so when you can see it that way, then uh, it's not, ego taken away, all that stuff's gone. It's just, you're just trying to figure out how can I serve people at the highest level possible? And if you uh, ask questions, if you listen to people, if you see where they're complaining and you just think, okay, how can I solve that? Or how can I redirect them to something that can solve that? Um, then things get pretty, I mean, easy is a term to use, but but in a way it does, right? Because now you're not overthinking it. All you're thinking is, okay, I know what they want. I know what they need. How can I deliver on that? And I think if you just look at the world that way, you'll always see solutions, but you know, opportunities, potential solutions uh, that you can provide for other people, and um, it, it fulfills you. Because I feel like as human beings, there, there's something about us that just thrives off of that. Uh, but it will also impact so many people. And um, as a byproduct, you might also have a nice, you know, bank account. So, um, yeah. Gosh, I love that. I think you guys already know, well, it's proof in the pudding. We could talk for hours what we do. So, <laughs> so uh, we're going to end the podcast there. Thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate you guys so much. You guys go check them out at, at PrePT Grind pretty much everywhere on the interwebs and appreciate you guys as always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Wealth Code Secrets. If you haven't already, please share this out so that more people can get access to The Wealth Code. Now, if you would like to work with us and connect with my team, go to www.connectwithgt.com. That's where you can find all my free trainings, free resources, and actually book a free strategy call with my team. So looking forward to talking with you. Remember, let's make your days count. Till next time.